dude, guys, there's seven beer bottles next to me right now. <laughs> I don't know why, but... <laughs> Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Into the Combine. I'm your host, Stan the Man. Jason. Shoddy. Let's just break it down. Hearing voices in your head, feeling tightness in the chest. A chip on your shoulder and a smile in the rest. You can't cope, no you can't feel. We gotta go some pain to show West Right, that very was, nice <laughs> you liked it yeah oh yeah uh that was incendiary the track is still burning and uh it's off the uh the album they just put out this year it's called thousand mile stare just uh okay. straight up hardcore man uh definitely okay, recommend yeah. it i'm not going to go into it or anything but uh simple in your face hardcore passionate good vocals kind of um Little Rage Against the Machine style here and there, and it's fucking, I heard that r- the rappiness. Yeah, he does that here and there, but it's never too corny or anything. It's it's pretty fucking good. So yeah. Anyway, Stan, what, what's going on? You want to break it down? Yeah, we got a pretty and we got a lot of stuff to get through today. Um, we're gonna talk about is what we're listening to as always. Got a couple listener requests. We're gonna be going into Slice the Cake, Odyssey to the West. Uh, our opinions on While She Sleeps' new album. And uh, we're going to go into a little, little bit of live albums that we like. And um, then our big section today is the favorite guest parts, which we'll get it. We'll explain it a little bit later. And then we also have a Nails interview. We've got a lot of shit going on today. <laughs> yeah, the Nails interview, I talked to Taylor Young. It's the drummer of Nails. He's mm. the, he does everything, though. He is a he's a producer slash uh, engineer. So he's, he's done a lot of different uh, albums. He's in another band called Twitching Tongues. He plays guitar, and he's in like five Damn. other fucking hardcore bands. So just he's just really he was really interesting because he's you know just so much shit. We talked about his favorite producers. We talked about nails. We talked about how to write a badass breakdown. I mean, we talked about a lot. The only problem is at the end of that interview, his call somehow got messed up a little bit. So. At the end, you're going to hear it kind of um, gets a little scrambly. I kind of had to cut a little bit out during the Twitching Tongue stuff. But um, I'll, I'll, well, I'll mention that again later. But uh, yeah, anyways, so let's get into it. What have you guys been jamming? Okay, well, I, I got one new band I'm going to get to in a little bit. But um, I have another book recommendation. I finally started, I know we talked about it many times, but I finally started reading Swedish Death Metal. Finally, yeah. By uh, Daniel Akroth, I believe his name is. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic book. I just can't get enough of it. But I'm doing this one right. And, you know, they talk a lot about, you know, where Swedish de- Death Metal came from. And, you know, they tell you exactly the starting with the, like, 
punk bands from Sweden and, you know, the Bathories and all that kind of good stuff. So I've kind of been trying to do it right. I only got through three or four chapters so far, but, got, but it's because I've been trying to listening yeah. to the stuff he talks about and actually doing it right. Because I, I read a lot of books. I just never did that before. My so favorite thing is... Kinda, I like to throw on, I have that Apple Music, and I'll just sit there while I'm reading every time a band comes up, and I just hit play. Yeah, exactly. You know, a lot of the stuff I did have downloaded, but I mean, a lot of old punk stuff that he, like, references, you know, stuff like that. I had to go oh, yeah. take some time, so it's I've been get, slowly getting through it, but I mean, that's kind of majority of what I've been listening to is just anything mentioned in that book. Anything new that you picked out that you didn't know about before, or uh, a new favorite? You know, I always liked Bathory. But it was just never really got into them until I actually kind of like started dissecting them. And I'm actually really digging them. Their mm. first like three albums is, is just amazing. And, you know, after you read the book and see what he has to say about it, you kind of it kind of makes sense of, you know, how they're really one of the first, if not the first, like extreme metal band. You know? Oh, yeah. But it, yeah, no, it's great stuff. Um, I, I'm sure in the next couple of weeks, next couple of casts, I'm going to have more to say about it. But mm-hmm. how about you, Shad? What do you got going on? Uh, dude, it's like a fucking, so it's a guilty pleasure and I don't really know. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are going to give me shit or not for it. <laughs> They're not horrible. Um, it's so the band is ghost Iris and the album is blind world. And, uh, I believe this came out, um, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, it actually came out in February, but they're a band out of Denmark and it's just like, um, I don't know, man. It's like catchy tech death at times but it's real like dingy almost on the side of like metalcore Hmm. it's just it's like a weird kind of blend of music but there's some there's a lot of clean singing and then it goes into the deep you know vocals at times and there's breakdowns they're real big in denmark so i just wanted to give them a chance and it's uh, definitely not bad but it's more catchy so that's all right yeah don't be ashamed man don't be ashamed I'm not ashamed, I just don't know how many, you know, I don't know if it's going to even appeal to you guys, so I don't know, there's like some, you know, there's like some glimpse of textures with, you know, it's it's all that shit kind of mixed in there, but then they take it a little bit further with um, the clean singing, so. Why why don't we hit play on uh, Blind World and we'll see if you're still allowed in the cast or not. (laughs) (laughs) Shoddy, that was uh, that was interesting. I'm not, I mean, I'm not gonna get down on them too much because I brought stuff to the table like this before. But 
The cleans are just way <laughs> too much. I mean, yeah. See, that's. The, I mean, it's very generic, though. I mean, I can't even say the music's that great because it's just very generic, genty, um, metalcore, new modern metalcore-ish. But the the screamer was kind of cool, I guess. I don't know. That's about all I'm gonna say. You <laughs> <laughs> fit the music. <laughs> hey, every now and then you need a little bubblegum, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I wasn't in love with them. It was just you. What I was listening to, I listened to it. Hey, don't <laughs> it's, you're good. You know, we're, we'll keep you on. It's all right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I'm going to bring us back a little bit to something completely opposite. Uh, this band is called Artificial Brain. And uh, honestly, it's about as opposite as you can get. Oh, yeah, I've listened to that album. Have you? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, the album's called Infrared Horizon, and uh, came out on Profound Lore, which, by the way, props to them, man. Full of Hell, this album, within the same couple months, uh, both awesome. But I, I guess they kind of describe themselves, and what it, I guess it makes sense. It's like sci-fi kind of death metal, but it's that, like, cavernous kind of, like, you know. It's like darker. Dark, twisted, weird, like weird tech death elements but it doesn't really fit in any of that like it's not old school they take some of that brutal death metal old school stuff but then they mix it with this like forward thinking weird shit kind of like a Gorguts influenced band you know where it's like there's not really melodies it's like the opposite of melodies half the time but yet it's catchy in a way like there's memorable parts and there's like little hints of melody but uh Really, it's pretty fucked up. I mean, it's it's weird. The the vocalist is like super super guttural, and um, I don't know, man. I guess uh, let's play a little bit of static shattering. It's not something you put on to just like bang your head to. It's something you kind of put on as more of a thinking man's metal. Like you kind of want to dissect it and hear what the fuck they're trying to do with the guitars. And it's uh, yeah, it's I'm wild. Just, just shut you up and let's listen. Yeah, to yeah, it. shut me up. Play it. Another good pick. You like this, Dan? Yeah, dude. yeah, I did. Do you get what I'm saying? Like how fucked up yeah. it is? Yeah, 
it's <laughs> fucked up metal. What's <laughs> yeah. well, it's like it's so it has a very like tech death based you know vibe to it, mm-hmm. but it's just very dark. Yeah. Do you know that fucking uh, Black Dahlia Murders Trevor Strand is uh, guest vocals on the fifth song mm-hmm. Infrared Horizon? Yep. Yeah, it's fucking that album is is very 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 good. Yeah, it's hmm. it's something that like I said, you could put it on. Like I put it on one night before I went to bed and end up listening to the whole thing, because you can just sit there and listen to it and really think about it. I mean, it's very interesting to listen to, because you hmm. never really know where they're going with it. And it's yeah, like it's hard to just themed. listen to like one song here, or one song there of mm-hmm. that album. Yeah, but I highly recommend it. Like I said, if you don't, I mean, it's not the most accessible album. You know, if you're not used to that sort of thing. But if you're like looking for something new in death metal, they are definitely one of those bands that are doing something new with an old uh, formula. So, yeah. Hmm, very cool. Stan, anything else from you, or is that about it for you? I do have a new band. Oh. it's uh, wow. I apologize if we, you one of you guys talked about this. I don't think you did, though. Okay. I just found it. It was, from, uh, it was a release from early April. The band is called Extremity. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I've got them on my list, and I listen to them, but I kind of forget. I've heard them around a lot though lately. It's uh, so I came across it because uh, I just find this kind of stuff fascinating. And okay, so the guitarist is uh one of the trans women of metal. Okay. So that's where I came across it. She played in Repulsion, and you know this is a new band. I was just looking up her like stuff one day, and she's from Cretan. Which they're pretty badass too, but I'll get into that. You know, I want to get back more into them. But mm-hmm. uh, she's a the guitarist of this band, and there's actually another though. Another woman is the bassist, and you know, it's just an interesting. You know, it's kind of like a super group, and it's just it's just really fucking good death metal. I mean, you, it doesn't get better. Than this this is like the perfect mix between early Florida death metal with Swedish death metal. You know, they, they, they differ very much. Oh, yeah. But, you, know, you know, but they have a lot of similarities. But with the, like, modern twist on it, it's just really fucking good death metal. That's all I have to say about it. We're just going to listen to it. like it dude yeah, that, that, yeah dude you hit the nail on the head too that is like 
you can hear that old school style, but uh, it doesn't. It's not like some just repeat, like you know. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's There's a lot good. of bands that like repeat the Swedish scene or the Florida scene, but I mean, it's just like it's got like this is like death metal's like greatest. Like I don't know. That's why I got out of it. Oh, for I sure. Got one... I had the metal face going. I was headbanging the whole time. That was awesome. I got one gripe though. It's a fucking EP. I don't know what they call it. Mini EP. It's only uh, 25 minutes long. So it's just, you wish uh, it keeps going and going, yeah. but it's just, usually I don't even bring that kind of stuff up, but it was just too good. Oh yeah, dude. No, that's awesome. I'm definitely going to start listening to that one. Extremity. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. The the band's Extremity and the, the EP or whatever is called Extremely Fucking Dead. <laughs> that's so good. That's awesome. All right. Well, I've got one more. And uh, this band is called Mantar, and they just put out an EP this year called The Spell. Only three songs, so I guess we got a couple EPs going this week. But they did, they had a full length last year called An Ode to the Flame. So I'm sure some people, some of you guys have heard it before and everything. They're a hard one to peg down and a hard one to explain. They get described as like a blackened, sludged punk hybrid. But they've got a lot more going on than that. I mean, they've got rock and roll, like death and roll elements. It's super like balls out, swaggery, fucking just grooves, anthemic choruses and shit. It's weird. It's not really, I mean, the black metal thing kind of doesn't really describe it well. You know what I mean? But it's all kind of comes from there. So I want to play a little bit of the song called, oh yeah, it's a title track. So it's called The Spell. one jason i'm impressed <laughs> it's different though right yeah it is i see with the black metalish theme mm-hmm. but it's not really no yeah exactly it's kind of, you know it's got some traces but it's i mean i don't know dude there's just acdc elements i mean there's a lot of rock in there and just like that anthemic type stuff but if you like that at all i definitely recommend their full length from last year there's one song in particular on there which like there's no way if you like that a little bit it's so fucking catchy. It's called Era Borealis. 
And I mean, it's just, it's one of those sing-alongs, fist in the air, windows down kind of song. It's fucking awesome. So check it out. The German duo, just two dudes, man. Drummer and a fucking hmm. guitarist and vocalist. Nice. Yeah. So that's it for me. All right, let's go into the listener questions. Um, the first one is, uh, we had a opinion on Slice the Cakes. Yeah, let me actually, Odyssey. let me yeah. say on this one, um, actually it was less of a, question and more of a recommendation for this one this is a listener phil um he hosts a podcast which i'm going to recommend it's called phil's breakfast metal and um it's cool man it's saying you might like it because it goes into a lot more of the old school death metal and black metal and it focuses more on just extreme stuff you know where we kind of wander around a little bit but it's good. And they take like three albums or two albums and they'll just dive into them. And um, anyway, so he, he he sent us a message after the last episode and recommended, yes, yeah, Slice the Cake, the Odyssey to the West, and um, just recommended it to us. And I said, oh, shit, man, you know, after listening to that, I we, we definitely need to talk about it. So I'm going to I got to sit the section out. I want to get to it. I listened to like 10, 10 minutes of it. I was digging it. But like it just kind of just so much stuff going on right now listening wise i just didn't get a chance to so yeah i put it on my back burner but it's uh it's a hard one to get into if you don't have a lot of time i mean dude it's 77 minutes and it is a task you know i mean it's it's heavy lifting to listen to this album but it's it's rewarding though i mean let me say this i'm pissed that i missed it last year because it definitely would have made my list i mean it's Dude, how would you describe this? Uh, to be completely honest, it's a fucking journey. Like, it's <laughs> it's not metalcore. It's not deathcore. It's not tech death. It's not extreme death. It's like... It's funny because online, if you kind of look, it's like they'll kind of call it like avant-garde deathcore. I don't, I don't even know. think that's fair. Like I've it, seen avant-garde metal, but I haven't seen the avant-garde deathcore. But yeah, I don't really I, agree with... I wrote down, okay, avant-garde, poetic, operatic, progressive deathcore. But not even, deathcore is kind of, I don't even really want to use it because See, it's I really feel like you could not, just say prog metal though, honestly. Yeah, I feel like you could just I say agree. it's, it's pr- yeah, okay, thank you. I was going to say, like at the end of the day, you could just like, it's, it's in there with, you know, the... You know, not not in the technical side of you know how between the buried and me was to the mm-hmm. scene, but when you think about how colors was with with transforming, I guess how we listen to albums. You know, when yeah. people want that continuous song, this is a continuous song. So I didn't, I don't fully grasp the story yet, but I guess so. If you hit play on this album, you're gonna hear it starts off with like a very dramatic, like poetic reading, basically, and um, it's very. If you've ever listened to a band like Me Without You or like La Dispute, bands like that where it's like a spoken word but in a musical kind of form, like that's the that's how this guy starts it, the vocalist. But it's really cool because he starts on this like spoken word and then it like transforms into some like gritty kind of really good cleans and then he'll go right into these like, you know, more of like the death metal vocals and it's all in this like poetic spoken word delivery. Steals us all away one day, does it not? robs us of the things we want to hold on to the most believe me when i say that it lies in wait for no man or woman to make their haste just as easily a thousand years we're gonna waste the work is all the same the body i have got is it not perhaps it is a plus i've lost perhaps i've lost my way at this point are they not the same am i not treading the one and only pilgrim's westward way 
And so it's you can tell there's a story going on. And you'll get those passages like that. And then it goes back and forth like that like throughout the whole fucking album. But then it throws in, like you said, a lot of progressive parts and post-rock parts. And it, it just goes all over the place. So honestly, the amount of time spent on the lyrics had to be like a year. I mean, it's it's taking references from philosophy and from Greek mythology and religion and spirituality. And it's like, I mean... It's very pretentious. It's very like over the top. Like, I mean, it's poetry yeah. and stuff. So you have to be ready for that. You know, if you're somebody who just wants to bang their head and stuff and, you know, with your traditional stuff, it's not really going to be for you. It's got to be like you want to listen and be taken away on this weird journey that it is. But uh, yeah, so if, you, if you're if you looking for uh, something to kind of something different, this might be the album for you. So thanks, Phil, for that recommendation. So what was the uh, what's the other uh, listener request, Dan? It is While She Sleeps. What's it called? You Are We? Yeah, You Are We is the album. So, Stan, you've got the, you got the history with While She Sleeps. Well, yeah, kind of. Um, I really enjoyed their first album, The North Stands for Something. Mm-hmm. I, that's like one of my top like melodic hardcore albums ever. Okay. I kind of got out of the album after that. I don't uh, This is a six, I believe. Uh, it was all right, but like kind of lost interest, and then after that it was no, n- no go. Okay, but that that first no album way, I no. really loved. Yeah, exactly. No, I I just loved that first album. It just kind of like hit home. But um, no, I always liked the band, but it just yeah. I mean, I guess we'll get into the album a little bit. I really liked it. I mean, did well, you? I shouldn't say it full on. I really enjoy the first like the first half up to even maybe like seven or or eight. And um, definitely the second half, I feel like, starts to go downhill. But I just feel like the first half, it's just got... I mean, okay, yeah, it's metalcore. It's the British-style metalcore, you know? And if you're not into that kind of stuff, then you might write it off right away. But if you do metalcore right, I can still always go back to it. And there's a lot of energy. I mean, it's catchy as shit. You'll find yourself remembering parts, singing along to parts. You know, it's got the metalcore, but it also has, like that punk vibe to it, like a lot of shredding, you know? So yeah, I don't know, man. Like I said, the second half for me got a little bit, gets a little bit boring. It gets slower. doesn't have as much of the in your face speed and, and energy and stuff like that. But um, I, I thought but, it was enjoyable. That's kind of my problem with it is because they weren't really like that before. They were more like the melodic hardcore, like, you know, they're going down that road and then they kind of switched into this metal core. And I like, mm. that's why I liked them more before. Like, I'm going to listen to this band before, but bring me the horizon. Yeah. I don't like that band at all. You know, but it's kind of like going down that road. You know, there's a lot of similarities and, you know, they got Ollie Skies on the one song. And, yeah. But I like it, definitely like this band more. And it's just not, I was excited to listen to it and I was very bummed afterwards. Okay. Not your thing. See, what yeah. you, what'd you think, I guess, before I go on? I fell more into the, you know, the realm of Jason where I mean, I could listen to it and I found, you know, some catchy parts and shit. It's actually funny that that's okay, but the other album that I brought up <laughs> earlier that happens to be from Denmark wasn't okay when it's kind of the same fucking thing. <laughs> I think it's way so, different though. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's way different to an extent. This has really good songwriting. Still, yeah. I mean, even I mean, if you don't enjoy it, this has some more progressive elements. Like they're not just writing... It's not. I don't think it's formulaic. Well, I did it's, pick out it doesn't probably the shittiest song on that album. Well, dude, hey, listen, honestly, like no, I, okay, I said, but no, is... going back, back on top. I was just fucking around. Going back <laughs> on topic, I felt the same way with you. It's just it. The energy was there, and there are a couple songs that I do like, and I, you know, would listen to again. But it's just as an as a whole, the album. I 
it just didn't keep me. I mean, by like song six or seven, it was. I felt like it was just uh-huh. beating a dead. I needed to go on to something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what kind of where I was. But I mean, I don't know, dude. I was cutting a lot of grass this past week, and it's been so nice out, and like just having a a more lighter, melodic, lighter album to go yeah. to. Like you know, I've been listening to shit like Artificial Brain and all that. So to to throw something like this on, it just kind of hit the right spot for a minute. And I don't know, man. I thought it was real fun, and I, I like what they're doing. I think the cleans are really good. They're not um, emo cleans. They they've got a pretty good grit to them, and and they know how to write a good ass chorus. You know, so even if you don't like this sort of thing, I think they're uh, they're doing a good job at it. I mean, you know what? And you say that like I don't. I'm not taking any with anything away from this band. I think the guitarist is great. He's the one that does all the cleans and mm. like writes mostly music. Like I thought, a fantastic songwriting, fantastic. Like you know, even the singer, I like him a lot too. The uh, the screamer. Yeah. But I just didn't. It's not my cup of tea kind of thing. Yeah. But I thought it was a well done album. Yeah, for sure. I hear you. Well, we'll play uh, we'll play a little bit of the title track, maybe get a feel. It's got some of the cleans, got some of the riffing and everything, and uh, you guys can uh, decide for yourself. Live albums, awesome, unnecessary, and our favorites. Well, I, it's kind of hard to say because I kind of like some, but I kind of don't. I think some are unnecessary. I guess, I guess it uh, it ultimately boils down to is it good or not? If it's paired with you, know what I'm saying, like if it sounds good, then I don't give a shit. But some of the times they'll release it and you can't hear the crowd or it sounds shitty, yeah, and it's I like, hate that what shit. was the point of you doing that? It just sounds like a fucking bad mix. That's all <laughs> yeah. it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've got a weird history with live albums. I used to kind of think, like, forget it. Like, I'm just always going to put on the actual album. But then I, I that was my first thought when um, there was someone on Twitter that asked us this. And I was, it was my first th- thought in my head. But then I started thinking back and I found a bunch of albums that I really like that are live. And I was like, okay, like you said, Shoddy, there's certain ones that are put together really well. And, you know, it depends on the band, depends on the recording of it. But sometimes they add something you don't get, you know, in the regular exactly. album. You get sick of an Thank album. You. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. You get to hear it if they do things differently or if they talk in between songs or, you know, shit like that kind of spices it up a little bit. So it depends well, dude, for me. I, I found that, honestly, no band will do things exactly the same. 
no matter how much you love a band, and that's the thing, that's the beauty of listening to them live. It's especially, mm-hmm. well, take Parkway, for instance. They're the fucking, they're, for the most part, one of the most technically sound live bands there are. For the most part, everything is exactly as it should be, as it is on the album. If not, it's just better because you get that live atmosphere of Winston up there. But every once in a while, the drummer throws in an extra note here and there. But you would never know that unless you, you know what I'm saying? You uh-huh. go to the concert, but then they release that live, you know, album with the live DVD. And it was like, oh, fuck, he does this here. He does that there. And it was just something, you know, I already loved the songs and I knew them like the back of my hand. But adding that little note was like, damn. And I wanted mm-hmm. to listen to it even more again. So are we saying, though, that they're awesome or are we saying that they're unnecessary? Because I vote awesome. For me, I don't know, man. Least. I'm real. Yeah, I'm in the middle because like, they're really cool to pull out once in a while, and I kind of I, like. I, I like I DVDs. I like watching well, it. No, I do want to say like that you make a good point about DVDs. Like my favorites are going off of ones that I have the DVDs mm-hmm. of, and I tend to go back and kind of like points you did say. Like you, f- you find out little things that you wouldn't find out with the you know albums. Yeah. But I, I found the like I don't have a lot of live albums but the ones i do have on dvd i mostly have them downloaded too so i can listen to them because like i pick up on stuff on the dvds like watching the visual yeah me too so going going back like i want to have that like you know you appreciate that solo or this riff or i don't know exactly you know what i mean exactly yeah what are uh, a couple of your guys favorites any recommendations colors yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> that standard. was, like, the first one I, I thought of, yeah, Between the Barrier to Me Colors. I mean, if no one, if you guys haven't, I mean, I recommend the DVD because it is filmed live in a live setting, and it's so flawless. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, and also, I don't know if you guys I, saw, they just announced the tour for that, so you get the chance yeah, to see I it. see that. <laughs> yeah, that should be a real good time. Uh, but the Parkway um, Drive album is also a very good one. That I like that pa- one, too, yes. Pairs with the DVD. I don't think I've ever seen it. Jason? Oh, I was gonna. I know. I feel like Stan's gonna mention it, but uh, Children of Bodom, Stockholm oh. Knockout. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's that's my. I was saving it for last, but that's the best one out there. <laughs> Dude, Alexi's. Fucking. Uh, <laughs> hey guys. That's so good. <laughs> I mean, putting putting Alexi just being Alexi aside, like the fucking drummer, the fucking Keys. you know him, the keyboard, like they do that keyboard guitar oh. battle. Yeah, it's just fucking ridiculous. Yeah, but oh yeah, that yeah was that's like my all time. That's my all time favorite album <laughs> live. I was gonna um, say, have you guys ever listened to Bloodbath, the uh, Bakken Carnage live album? Oh no, uh-huh. no. It that's sounds awesome, dude. Really good. It it I mean everything is clear. Michael sounds like a demon. I mean, if you're talking live albums quality wise, it's amazing. He says a couple funny things in there, but oh man, dude, yeah, I highly recommend that one. Um, uh, fucking, Comeback um, Kids through the noise. 
Oh man, I don't think yeah. I've ever listened to that. That sounds it's really, really, really good too. It's fucking, it's really good. It's just like I don't know. It's comeback kid. Like I've seen them so many fucking times. Like that's got to be on one of my top of the, you know, I've seen them the most, you know, list. Now we have a but, tradition when we see them. We drink a lot of Jaeger. Do you yeah. drink Jaeger while you listen to this? Uh, <laughs> no, I've never done that. Like maybe I need one more friend to do it with. But <laughs> well, maybe we'll do this next time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because I've never listened to that. So now I just wrote that no, down. It's, definitely. It's good. How it's about good have, you, have you guys ever listened to Death? A uh, live album. It's called like Vivas or something or Viva or whatever. No. Ooh. No, dude. Interesting. What? I've seen live videos of them, but it's like yeah. a collection of of like two different shows with mostly the same track listing, like from the same tour. Like right after, I think the Sound of Perseverance. It's like how is the quality? Oh, it's good. It's real good. Damn. Dude, I think that's actually some of the videos I was watching because we did is. the. When we reviewed that album, I watched a lot of live stuff, and it was, like, spot on. Oh, yeah, dude. And it's just cool. Like, when you have someone like Chuck who's gone to, like, is it we Viva, can never see him live. So well, what, to, what is this album called? Not Viva. It's Vivas. V-I-V-U-S with an exclamation mark. Oh, okay. But I don't know. Like, even when you – some of the albums I know that I have have a lot of, like, live versions on them and stuff. Well, yeah. Well, that's what was, I was like, actually going to ask. I was going to say, like, I guess are we – are we drawing the line in the sand with it has to be a live album or our live yeah. songs? I mean, but I was going to say mean, live cannibalism, you know. though. I mean, I if you've never been, if you've never been to a Cannibal Corpse concert, that's probably the second best thing. If you want to feel, you know, what George is like on stage and how he talks to you and everything, and they have like making three you feel like, albums out too, like live ones. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't listened to all of them, but I know there's one that came out uh, not long ago, Global Evisceration, I wanted to check on. I still haven't even listened to it. Have you guys ever listened to the live Lamb of God? No. The, all I, the, um, what's it called? All the the live tracks that they have on the albums are all amazing, but I don't think I've sat down and listened to, yeah. you know, the live album before. But I mean, I've heard all the hits live. I meant and they to listen to it sound... before we did this and I forgot. Dude, they sound so good. Well, just those live songs that they have on uh, Derm and Strang are amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Towards the end, the bonus songs. You're right. I mean, that's just what they give you all the time. My last you recommendation know. is, uh, if you can find it, I don't know. I think it's, well, it's a, it's a DVD actually too, but the DVD is hard to watch. The editing sucks, but Gojira, they put one out mm. after The Way of All Flesh. Oh, man. Oh yeah, I remember seeing it's that. Super good. It's it's the quality's great, and like we, I mean, they're just such a good live band with it being, you know, it's not too technical, so it captures everything really well. Oh man, it's it's yeah, one of my favorites for sure. I have it on my iPod. I, I think I don't know if you can buy it just as an audio or not, but it's awesome. All right, guys, uh, we have another game for you guys. Um, we're going head to head on. Uh, we're gonna do favorite guest parts, and the, I guess this. Uh, encompasses any kind of guest performance on any song mm-hmm. so it could be drums guitar i mean you don't see a lot of drums but drums guitar vocals i mean obviously vocals is the easiest but yeah um just any kind of guest part on a song so we t- I picked our top five for this i'll start oh, let's do it. <laughs> all right roll the clip stanley
it's the guy from the Deftones. I was going to say, one point for the guest and it's, one point for the band. Oh, I was going to say that, too. Oh, really? Well, there's a timer. <laughs> it's Lamb of God. It's fucking Chino. Isn't that his name? <laughs> okay. All right, Chad, you had that. Yeah, we'll give well, that to Chad. He got both. Well, fucking, I was going to put that on there, but then I was like, damn, I couldn't think of what that guy's fucking name was at the time. And then I was like, uh, Jason will probably have it on there. And then I just left it off. Couldn't Google it? <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, that song was Embers, and yeah, that's the famous Chino Marino from the Deftones, who's made many uh, guest appearances, actually. He was on a As, oh. Norma Jean album, the Anti-Mother, and um, I mean, just a lot of stuff, dude, but dude. That was I, badass. That was what the first, when I first heard this CD, that's really part really stuck out to me. I, like, I, when we did this part, I, that was one of the first ones I thought of. It's just, I just feel like he adds so much to it. You don't expect that, like beautiful voice coming in after randy's just going nuts you know what i mean i i i I thought about the other one on this album too with uh greg pucciato from dillinger i forget the track name but he's also Mm. on this album somewhere which uh also torches i think yeah 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 but i like this one better i just think it's it's a standout for me i mean the the that vocal part is better i like torches more as a song right i agree with you that the guest vocal part on ember sticks out way more oh yeah Good fucking pick, man. Yes. That was a very, very good pick. Out the gates, coming hard. Stan, Stan? you go next. Well, in lieu of, uh, you know, I'm going to pull out my favorite one right now just so no <laughs> one steals it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you guys your... always steal my shit. <laughs> I doubt I'm going to have any of your bullshit. Race for the points right here. Was that shoddy? That's my like Jason number seven. <laughs> What's that? That's my no, that's name. like my number seven pick. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so I just kind of I had that oh, as well, but I had a different part of it. I had when dude, that's so funny. When Benjamin Ellis comes in, the guitar dude, that's solo, a fucking good solo. I just couldn't pick it over. Stride. Well, that's the reason why. Well, so so my notes it says Benjamin Ellis, Bjorns, and then and others because aren't there like three other people on this? song well wait slow down so the so the band is a legion yeah that's from their album from last year called Mm -hmm. proponents for sentience and the cleans you heard the epic cleans you heard are bjorn speedship from soil work Mm -hmm. and then shoddy is talking about the solo that comes after Mm -hmm. which we can play since you were going to pick it anyways which is what? Who? It's it's the second solo. It's Benjamin Ellis of Scar Cemetery. Yeah, and it's really good. It's fucking yeah, it's- so good. <laughs>
But dude, it's when, so like good. I said, when you guys, when the first, when we talked about it, that was the first track that stuck in my head was oh, that yeah. one. I was like, damn, I got to talk about that guitar solo again. Because, dude, it's so good. It'll come, that song will come on shuffle. And, like, there's never a time where I don't want to listen to it. it, it just because I want to listen to that guitar solo again. Oh, yeah. Dude, you guys can probably ask my girlfriend, brother, anyone seen me in the last three can months. Can you play I, it? I, I think I played that song every single day. Like, <laughs> It's just that Dead it's dog. too fucking good. It never gets old. Oh yeah, yeah, it doesn't. It's fucking awesome. And like I said, it I saw them no, live not long so ago. Good. And this band, they're just they grow on me every fucking week. Seriously, like I just oh yeah. Since we reviewed Dude, it, I like I like them so much more. For something else to come out of theirs, like yeah. I feel like they need to not hurry it up. I guess, but I'm waiting. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> Okay, that's for sure Suicide Silence. Mm-hmm, but do you know who the guest vocalist is there? Mm. It's uh, George, isn't it? No, no, that's from the next CD. Oh. Because um, I almost used that. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like George, okay. It's of. someone old school death metal, right? Yeah, fuck yeah. He's, he's old school. He is. Okay. Oh, Dude, I, I don't you know. stumped me. It's, it's Fra- I, I don't Frank know. Mullen. Oh. oh. Suffocation. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's, that is the song Smashed. Okay. All right. What CD was that from? I didn't realize he was on that. I think it's the 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 one the last one Mitch was on. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the one right before The, the Black Crown. Uh, yeah. Or whatever. But yeah, that's nice funny cuz cuz I almost pl- I almost put on here Suicide Sounds with George Control mm-hmm. that song cuz George Corpse Grinder's part in that is so awesome, but I but I played it before on an episode, so I decided to skip it. Well, so I'll be completely honest with you. I don't even really like the Black Crown that much, but I just yeah. always remember that song sticking out because of Frank. So, yeah. and I just really like because Frank does more of the lower shit, and then you got the Suicide Silence. You know, do we? Yeah, it's a little bit higher. I just liked the the playoff of the each other. Oh so. yeah, same reason I like the other one with George. Why yeah, don't you play yeah. uh, Jonathan Davis guest vocals? He's on that album from Corn. No, yeah, <laughs> I'll play that. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, Jason, roll my next clip. I don't think you guys are gonna get this one. Sorry. Any guesses? Hmm, I don't want to sound stupid. But. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to sound stupid either. That sounds Nor- stupid, Stan. Is it you Brandon from Norma Jean? No. Okay. <laughs> Did I sound stupid? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. 
you guys are you guys are fucking up because you haven't obviously haven't listened to this album yet. It's it's, is it Dillinger? No, dude. It's Fall a, of Hell from yes. Kurt Ballou's. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's the new Fall of Hell album. Stan, you're fucking up. You liked Nails last year. Put this shit on. Second, the guest vocalist is Aaron Turner from Isis and uh, Sumac, which uh, oh, shit. I, I wouldn't know. No, I know. That's why I said you guys aren't going to know yeah. this one, but but I always no. used to like Isis, man. They would they they have that you know if anybody who haven't listened to them. You know, post metal neurosis kind of shit. You know, and Aaron Turner is awesome, man. He's got a new band called Sumac, a little more sludgy. But oh man, I just love that song, "Crawling Back to God." And I had to put it in here because we're not reviewing that album or anything. But I've talked about it enough. But it did just come out. And if you haven't listened to it yet and you want your head blasted in, seriously, it's a phenomenal album. Anyways, moving I'm on. Get to it. <laughs> okay. I know you'll like it. Here's my number two pick. You pay, but you will never said it first i said vincent it bennett <laughs> you fucker okay. didn't you you heard me i did hear I jason hear shit, dude. <laughs> so you got a you got a point for the okay i got points the guest of, i don't know the point band, for though. the band so we got vincent from the acacia strain guest vocal i don't know what the band is for at all that was actually winds of plague really wow on their last album which i don't know if you guys ever listened to it resistance it's fucking brilliant is it no i did not oh i, I did not listen I to really it. like it you know winds of plague's winds of plague but yeah i actually yeah. really enjoyed that get last in album. get in for winds of plague yeah <laughs> <laughs> interesting i i knew mitch lucker was on the great stone war i know they had the the warrior the wrestling dude he was on one of the albums <laughs> <laughs> i Which wish was, i would have known that i would have put put him yeah on there, that would have been a really good idea <laughs> like talking about the heart of a warrior and stuff anyways wait actually hold on i don't think i got to the point huh <laughs> <laughs> you spent your whole life sucking dick. <laughs> that's his lyrics. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's solid. Yep. You can you can hear that voice anywhere. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know it what? Easy, but... You got to say, props to any vocalist where if you hear it, you know it's them. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? This is kind of a testament to that. If you can pick it out from hearing it, and it sounds different than everybody else, like he's got a distinct vocal, and I don't even listen to Casey Strain much, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. Back to shoddy. For some reason, you motherfuckers think this is some kind of motherfucking game. You ain't gonna realize until I got some fucking steel pointed at your faggot ass face and blow your motherfucking dome off your goddamn shoulders. You motherfucking critic ass bitch motherfucker. Catch you coming out your motherfucking house. One bullet left. 
Six Feet Under with Ice-T. Yeah. That was the second song that came to mind when we talked about favorite <laughs> guest parts. Because yeah, I never, I totally ever thought... Dude, I never. Well, you know, I'm sorry that you forgot about it, but I never would have thought back in the day to hear fucking Ice T in a Six Feet Under oh, song. Yeah. <laughs> now it makes more sense, but I remember the first time I oh, heard yeah. it, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" So he goes just, nuts on that too. a guest part. Yeah, he he really does. He really does. So points to me. <laughs> you guys keeping score over there? Yeah, I actually I have I no am. idea who's okay, winning. Okay, good. Shadi's got two. I've got three. No, oh, Shadi's got three. It's a points. tie. Three to three. I got all the points. Three to three. I got Stan. none. Stan is none. All right. <laughs> Who do we got next? Jason. Uh, Jason. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> Randy, yeah, Randy, but I don't know the song. Randy do from I. Lamb of God. Uh-huh. Yeah, you seriously can't figure out the band. No, you didn't hear those fucking pick slides and chunky riffs. Honestly, Dude, I couldn't. Really. Oh my god, who is it? Gojira. Is it <sighs> the Wave All Flesh? Yeah, mm, that wow. song is uh, adoration for nothing. And Randy is just like throughout the whole thing. It's awesome. Yeah. So good, dude. I love that album, and I love that track. And sweet, man. Randy, like two two groove-centered bands, you know what I mean? It just works. It does. And that fucking ri- that heavy rip that it goes that is, into. I was just going to say, that's fucking... <laughs> I mean, Gojira can get heavy, but that was fucking heavy. Oh, man, dude. Mm-hmm. That's what I miss sometimes on there. You know what I mean? You got to yeah, go back was, to the yeah, old stuff. Yeah, I was just going to say, I don't... Well, dude, that's, I guess, kind of why it threw me off is, like, I don't fucking think of Gojira that way anymore. Like... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They've got like, some it's just heavy hitting so parts long. in the new one, but yeah, they got some, some heavy hitting parts in the Magnum, like but not that, as much though, as this. Dude, that's dropping the floor out heavy. <laughs> yeah, so awesome. Stan? All right. Uh, this is guitar, so I'm going to be very surprised if you guys know who this is, but okay, it's just one of my favorites. So cool. <laughs>
fucking um, <laughs> uh, job for a cowboy, and that's yes. off of Sun Eater, I believe. Yes. Song um, name for the full uh, point. <laughs> the uh, what the fuck is it? It's not the Sun Eater. No. Uh, I can't. I, Jason, you got I any ideas? Dude, I no, I didn't even know. The, I didn't even know. No, the album I mean, this is a hard one to figure out. Who I didn't even know this. This is one of my favorite solos ever. It started off sounding really Black Dahlia ish. It, yeah, it it's, does. It's job for a cowboy. It's uh yeah, Sun Eater, Son of Nihility. Oh, okay. Yeah. But the solo is actually by Jake and Jason Sukoff. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. He produced until it. I was doing a little Yes, but I didn't know that until he did a little research, but yeah, it was just like a perfect pick. It's one of my favorite solos ever. Well, he also I produces almost... Black Dahlia, so there's a connection. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah, well, okay, Jason. I almost was gonna put. Um, I don't, don't know. Do you know who me. else does a guest? Uh, <laughs> do you know who else does a guest vocal track though on that album? Yes, it's, Corpse uh, Grinder. George. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna yeah, put that, that on there, but it's kind of subtle. Like, yeah. I had I on the list. This, is, this could just be a spotlight on George again. I like, know how many dude. of these have we had? They but. <laughs> Yeah, you don't I'm hear him that yeah. clear. That's why I didn't do it either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's it's it's not prominent. You so. can pick it out, but it's not. Yeah, it's not like on some exactly. of the other ones. Yeah, yeah. It's just yep, yep. Well, Jason. Okay, wait. So who got that? That was Shoddy for both. Shoddy's got four. I've got three. Stan has none. None still. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Fuck this shit. <laughs> I'm getting pissed. <laughs> when you're eight beers in, that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Shoddy, what are you hitting at here? It's the main dude from Mastodon, but I can't. I don't know what his name is. Well, it's not the main dude, but it's one of the Brent. vocalists. Well, well, I know that's the issue with saying it's the main dude because they don't have a main dude. <laughs> is it but not bad? Hyde? Brent yeah, Hines. I think, Hines. Yep. Yes. Uh, yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm gonna give it to I Shoddy. No, I have no <laughs> idea though who they're doing or who he's with there. It sounds awesome. Yeah, but I don't I have either. Man, you no guys idea. Driving me nuts today. <laughs> so that's Dillinger's Escape Plan. Well, uh, I, I was honestly going to fucking guess it because I knew you were going <laughs> to throw it in there somewhere. And the album is Ironworks. The song is Horse Hunter. And yeah, that's uh, Brent Hines doing those badass vocals on that. Give me like a quarter of a point for getting the first name right. Yeah, you're right. We'll give Stan a quarter. Point two five. can just have the point. He can have the point. Okay, Jason? We don't need to know a quarter. No, I just shit. want a quarter. I don't need to charity. <laughs> I'm- 
<laughs> and Shadi gets one. Shadi's still leading. So, Damn. <laughs> well, that's why I say you have a fucking point, dude. <laughs> All right. Back to uh, Stan, right? Uh, yes. Yes, sir. All right. It should be uh easy one on the vocals. Band, Shadi will get it, but... Fuck him. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Shadi got both those. What, who's the guest? Quick. POD? Yeah. Yeah. I, I said it too. Was it Sonny? Is that his name? Sonny? Yeah. Is it Sonny? I don't know what his name is. I don't know. I said it at the same time. But yeah, we both said the POD guy. It could be. I don't know. We got to line the files up, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Shadi's first. <laughs> no, I'm giving myself one. Shadi got... Yeah. No, we got the yeah. same time. Give it to Shadi. That- that's fair. No, you got one. I got one. That's fair. I wouldn't have listen. I wouldn't have known it if you wouldn't have said War of Ages. Ah, uh, okay. oh. so Shadi gets the points. Okay. Damn, yeah. that was a good I mean, pick, though, Stan. A, that's kind of surprising, though. I don't. Like, I don't like Pod, but like that song just somehow works so I know so you've good. always like, you've always <laughs> said that, man. I know. I personally, I don't like it. I love War oh, of Ages don't? more than anything. But no, and I, I think I told you that before. I don't really. I mean, the rest of the song is fine. I just, if I can get past that, the hymn in the start there, it just feels so out of place for me. And the history with POD can I make a brings confession? me to bad places. What, Jason? <laughs> I owned the POD album. Well, dude, so did I. Satellite. I also yeah. recorded with a tape off the radio, <laughs> the School of Hard Knocks, <laughs> and had it on a fucking awesome mixtape. When I was in uh, middle school, so yeah, that dude. probably led to me uh, figuring that out. Yeah. I don't think I would ever listen to it again, but Stan's—he's got his own taste, so we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that song. Hey, hey, hey! More power to you. <laughs> uh, anyways, Shotty, you got one more for me, right? Yeah, one more for me. Just because the world doesn't mean you want me. Ah! 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 Ah!
So it was, uh, it was stick to your guns. The album was disobedient, mm-hmm. and uh, the song was nothing or nothing you can do to me. And yep. the guest vocalist is the rotting out vocalist, whose name is Walter Delgado. Yes, because you know the reason I know it is because I almost there's there's there was two I was gonna pick from. I was gonna either pick this one, but actually I was gonna go with the. Um, the other f- fucking hardcore great that's on this album. I was gonna go with Scott Vogel from Terror. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's yeah. it's so good. It's so heavy. It was, Scott sounds so I, intense on it. But I love well, Walter. I just, I just liked. I really, really, really liked this because of I get again the fucking difference between the two of them. So oh, it's, yeah. you know Dude, he comes really in there well. with a high. That's what I just yeah. I really, really. I mean this song is fucking. I mean yeah. It just I love the you know. I mean, sticks to your guns. We always talk about it. They're a fucking, yeah. They're that band. So I mean, this is just some great work from them, and just to have Walter there is just it's, it's such a it queer so fucking good. album too. Because there's such good songs on it, and then there's songs that mm-hmm. are just you know what I mean, not the it, well, best. That's just, well, the that's, ones that are good. What I was really getting good. at is I'm you know I mean I guess the old shit you know is where the heart lies. But I mean, you know, the the newer stuff like out of it, this is some good ass shit. This oh, is a yeah. really good song that sticks out. Oh yeah. So can we do another one from me or what? I got a. We might as well play them. I got one too. Yeah, I got. Yeah, that's that's. I got keep two the more if we want to do it. So what are we wait, wait, wait. Five? So I got both points, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, six to seven. Stan, point two five. Fuck you guys. <laughs> we'll do it all or nothing on the last one, maybe. Okay, so you guys won't know the band. It was Carbomb, but okay. the guest vocals were already touched on today. I was going to say, you it got sounds it. like Frank, ding, ding, does, ding. isn't it? Is it Frank Mullen? <laughs> I was, it's weird, though, because I feel like he was holding what? back yeah, or something. It doesn't sound there. like Frank there. That's why I guttural. felt like he was holding back. I thought, Well, I thought it was guttural, but I thought that it didn't, I guess, go Maybe as it was so deep slow. as I'm... Yeah, it just it just sounded a little weird. That's the only reason why I thought it was him, but I just didn't feel like he was going as deep as he normally goes. If you listen to it on the album, dude, it's deep as shit. Uh, prob- yeah, my see, There's, it's it's Joe uh, from Gojira. He also does vocals on the Oppressor. It's a little harder oh, okay. to hear it, but it's good too. Mm-hmm. So that's from Meta, the last album that came, they put out. That's some good shit. Stan, you got one more? Well, I got a couple. Mm-hmm. You ready Let's to go? Em. I want to hear them. Yeah. 
Darkest Hour. Yeah. Thomas? Come on. Thomas? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's two points right there. <laughs> Thomas. Okay, yeah. So Darkest Hour. I can give yeah. you the album, The Sadist Nation. Yes. And it's yeah, you got, you Tomas got a, it, Lindbergh from At The yes. Gates, motherfuckers. Damn. <laughs> the yes, board is well. tied. <laughs> Dude, that album, I, the only reason I know it is because I listened to it so much back when we did the Darkest Hour review. Mm-hmm. And dude, that one was recorded with Frederick, who did at the gates in flames. If you know Gothenburg, oh, no, it's shit. classic. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's classic Gothenburg right there. It's even got the uh, one of the at, at the gates dudes doing uh, a guest solo. I forget, maybe Anders. I think I don't know, but oh really, dude, awesome. Hmm. Yeah, props to me for that. Fucker! Good job, Jason. Good job. Thank you. I got two stickers coming your way, buddy. (laughs) Tie game. It's getting serious. Okay. There's one more for me, and I think one more from Stan. Stan, say it. You got the guest vocals. Uh, that was George. Corpse, Corpse Grinder. Grinder. Again. <laughs> and Shoddy, you got the band. Yes, that was Suffocation, album Effigy of the Forgotten. That is correct. That I forgot he was on that, yeah. Mass Obliteration. Before he was anything. Yeah, he, well, he was in uh, Monstrosity. Yeah, yeah, but before yeah, yeah. he was who he is now. Exactly. It, you can tell, though, when you hear it, man, it comes in pretty good. Good Damn, choice. Shotty's up. Shotty's up one. Stan, you better have a good pick. <laughs> it's gonna favor Jason's side. I'm sorry, <laughs> Shotty. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That was it? Vocalist was... Comeback Kid? Yes. Andrew Newfield. Okay, so that's the guest vocalist. Yes. The song, or the album uh, was... Just give me the band name. Wait, did you only play the part where it was guest vocals? Yeah. So (laughs) how the fuck are we supposed to guess this? You know by the breakdown. <laughs> I know the song. I just yeah, can't I know fucking it too. think of it. I know the album. I just can't think of it. Fucking that me. one little clip at the end. The ghost inside? Yeah. Jason oh. got it. <laughs> I only got it from yeah, like the music. The, the little clip at the end. Yeah. What album is that? That's uh, Get What You Give. Okay. That was the one I listened to a lot. Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, Shoddy. It is now 10 to 9. That's all good. <laughs> Uh, Stan, the close third at 1.25. <laughs> at least there was a competition for first and second. I had to beg for that point two five. And I wanted to give you a whole point, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Until next time, I guess. Well, that about does it. Yeah, this is why I drink. <laughs> <laughs> It'll fix everything. Uh, Don't worry. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
think Jason, you have uh, you have an interview that yeah, you're going to don't wrap turn up it for off. Us? Listen, listen to the fucking interview. Like I said, if you like nails, if you like twitching tongs, if you like fucking heavy extreme music, listen in. All right, that has been another episode of Into the Combine. I am your host, Stan the Man, Jason, Shadi, and we mm-hmm. want you all to stay stay metal, metal. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been cute, signing off together. (laughs) All right, ready to sign off together? Three, two, one. Stay Stay metal. metal. (laughs) (laughs) Too many beers. Yeah, man, the reason that I kind of wanted to do the interview was, you know, I knew about you from Nails and everything. And then actually I kind of learned about the Twitching Tongues album recently and then um, the studio and all that. So I was like, this guy's got a lot going on. Pretty interesting. Um, So I guess, you know, how many many bands are you in? It seems like you're in like a ton of bands when I started looking into it. Technically like five, but really like uh, only the main two do stuff often. Okay. Yeah, because I know, yeah. you know nails and, and twitching tongues, obviously the most, uh, the biggest ones you've got. What can you just name off the other ones real quick? Uh, I play guitar in a band called The Midnight Suns with my brother, and then I front a band called Disgrace, and then I have this new thing called Eyes of the Lord with uh, the original singer of Hundred Demons. Wow. So, and because they all, I checked a few of them out. They all they sound kind of within that hardcore realm and everything. Why? Uh, yeah, most of them. Why so many bands for you? Um, they all just kind of fill a different void, you know? Mm-hmm. Fronting a band is a certain experience. Uh, and like the, the guys who write the music in, in that band, you know, they they do their thing and that's kind of their outlet for that. And I'll write lyrics and stuff. And, and that's, a, you know, just a, just a different feeling. And then I have uh, the Midnight Suns where it's kind of just, you know, it's mostly inspired by like, New York hardcore and like Detroit and like Japanese stuff. And it's just kind of, you know, writing different styles of stuff within, you know, certain, I wouldn't call it boundaries, but like certain, a certain vibe that, you know, one of the other bands maybe shouldn't or couldn't do. Right. Yeah. 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 That that makes sense. So, you know, going off that a little bit, you mentioned how you get, you do the vocals, uh, you get, you know, you play uh, drums and nails. You've got the guitar in Twitching Tongues. So, you know, what's the main instrument? How did you come to play? You know, and be so experienced and be able to pull off all of these in the in each band? Um, well, the first thing I learned was drums, and I just kind of picked it up. My parents are musicians, and there was just always gear laying around, and uh, so I just kind of picked up everything and you know played played what I want wanted to play, and I didn't. I grew up in Connecticut and I didn't have uh, a lot of friends who were into what I was into. So it was kind of just me sitting around making music by myself. Right. And I had to do everything 
to have what I wanted here and moved to California and found a lot more like-minded people and then touring over the years met more people who you know are into what I'm into and everything just kind of evolved organically so drums is kind of is that kind of your main if you had to call yourself one would you be a drummer first I wouldn't call it, I wouldn't say it's the main thing it's definitely probably the thing I am legitimately the best at mm, okay like if I yeah like I'm not a great guitar player but I can write things I'm happy with and keep up right. with whoever I'm playing with but I and I but I think I can write with with what I've got you know yeah for sure, for sure. I, well, you know, because I was really surprised when I heard the vocals and everything too. I was like, man, this, you know, I mean, those are solid vocals that you on the Disgrace album um, that I checked out. So it's just cool, oh, man. Thanks. It's cool. It's cool to hear each thing I've listened to. It's I'm I'm surprised that I, I at first I thought it was going to be drums on each one. So it was really cool to oh, hear. Yeah. yeah, that level of talent, you know, on each one. It's like you could just basically Thank be you. your own band if you wanted to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe I could at this point. I feel like I need. I need um, some people to check me on things, you know, right? and, and kind of, it kind of helps shape the song. If You know, half the time, if it were up to me, every, every part would be a last part. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I hear you, man. Maybe that <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, so with, uh, you know, with all these different genres that you kind of have with throughout your different bands and everything, you know, you got Twitching Tongues, which I don't even know how to classify. You've got Nails, which is just this extreme mix of everything, hardcore where did uh, like your roots come from with heavy music? Where did you start with everything? Um, well, grew up in Connecticut, so it was a lot of New England hardcore to start with. And uh, some of the first stuff I ever got was like Sepultura, KSAD, my older brother bought for me. Hmm. And, uh, you know, stuff along that lines. A lot of Pantera when I was younger and like went and saw Pantera when I was in like fifth grade. Nice. And uh, stuff like that. There was a band from Massachusetts called Grimlock that really just struck a chord with me. That's a really unknown band, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm probably the biggest fan they have. And I think they know that at this point. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, like everything kind of came from, from that little world. Kind of like a, like early metallic hardcore stuff like that. Right. Um, and then I kind of got into metal from that. But yeah, that's that's pretty much the zone. Okay, I'm always jealous, man. When people say they started off with metal in like you know fifth grade or whatever, I I was over there with uh you know Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. It took me a few more years <laughs> <laughs> until I made my way to the yeah. heavier stuff. I think my my dad had tapes laying around all the time, and it was like Black Sabbath and um and like some Zeppelin stuff, and and it just like every time I would hear like a palm mute, it would like blow my mind. <laughs> And I just wanted that as much as I could get it and find the ultimate forms of it. And, and I have right it's everywhere. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, with, you know, with your studio and everything that you've got going there, how did that come about? When did you start that? And it seems like it's taken off quite a bit lately. Um, it kind of all comes from the same thing just because I, uh, like my dad had some basic gear laying around and I didn't have, uh, a lot of friends that wanted to play the exact same stuff. So I would just sit like write and record music with, with whatever I had probably started off doing it very incorrectly and have kind of just learned how to do it by myself over time. And kind of whenever, whenever I noticed something that was kind of subpar, I would 
look into ways of how to fix it without really like I took a recording class one time and I got like a C <laughs> just like I don't I'm not technically proficient but I but I'm learning I'm still learning over time but I as long as it sounds good to me then I think it that's all that that's all that really matters and I've been told that by other engineers too so yeah I think I'm on the right track oh yeah I mean the stuff you've been putting out uh it's killer I mean I, I didn't realize that you you know I had seen your name thrown around before, but I didn't realize all the albums that you had worked on with, you know, I guess, you know, name a couple that you're maybe most proud of for people who don't know about it that they could check out. Um, I've done most of Shibalba's LPs. I've done, uh, I do all the God's Hate recordings. I've done every non-album Nails recording. Mm-hmm. A lot of hardcore bands from California, Four Order, God's Hate, Downpressor, Minus, Soul Search. Uh, I've mixed... I just did the Poison Headache record for Metal Blade. That's right, is, yeah. Um, I had talked to Phil back. I think that's when I first heard about your uh, studio we were talking, and he, he mentioned working with you on, on some parts of that album, which turned out great. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I really like the, the way that record sounds. Uh, I worked with this Italian band called Herophant a few times. Used to do a lot of mastering, but I think I do better at mixing, so I try not to do that anymore. Right. I've done all the fucking time stuff. Um Lots of little things over the years that I'd kind of lost track at this point. I'd have to actually yeah. look at like my discogs at this point. Right, right. Yeah, I saw. I mean, Rotting Out, that was another cool one I saw on there that I was a pretty oh, big yeah, fan yeah, of. That, yeah, I like that one a lot. So, There's when two you, of those, actually. Yeah, right, right. Um, when, so when, like, when you started it and kind of now and all that, did you have any any producers that you kind of looked up to when you started it that you kind of, you know, that, or, or some favorites even now that you kind of hold in high regard? Yeah, I um I really like Scott Burns. Even it, like he over the years he you know he, you could tell when he was kind of phoning it in. No offense, Scott, if you ever listen to this, <laughs> but like his great records sound sound just crushing to me. Oh, hundred percent, yeah. Like a rise, all the uh, obituary records and and like he he kind of under he was the first one to really understand where the guitars should sit in a mix, I think like with the drum, like the guitars and the drums, because you could tell when it just wasn't right and wasn't hitting. And like, there are some thrash metal records that sound good, but like as soon as death metal bands and thrash metal bands started recording with him, it was just way more brutal to me. And, uh, I also really like Colin Richardson who is from kind of the same era, but actually he still does records. Mm-hmm. I think he, produced that recent carcass record but he quit in the middle of it or something weird and he didn't that's end right, up mixing that's it. right but it still does sound really good and you can hear his his touch on it and uh yeah he, and he did all the like napalm death machine head fucking uh brutal truth extreme conditions that record sounds amazing mm-hmm. certain things like that um steve evitz is great i actually had him mix something for me recently and it just it was a nice little uh notch in the belt to have him do something oh, and then sure. uh, obviously kurt blue kurt, kurt blue is like the gear master and uh he i think he's going to make great sounding records until he croaks honestly <laughs> yeah he's one of my favorite but he gets on the podcast they make fun of me because uh pretty much anytime there's a blue record that comes out i'm usually playing it or recommending it you know i just love the sound he gets yeah he's he's unbelievable he he really understands like what what heavy should be to me like current metal to me just sounds like overproduced garbage half the time and mm-hmm. everything's digital drums end up being fucking digital at the end and and that's just like i don't want to hear 
the computer. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear the hard drive. <laughs> like, <laughs> like not really, but you. Know. And like I just I want to hear the scream of an amp, and and he he really gets that. I want a drum set to sound like a drum set, not ten separate things mixed together. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I I look, he, he really, I look at it just like another Scott Burns. Like as far as he gets it, he knows how to make those raw, intense sounds and just bring it to the forefront. But you can still hear everything clearly, you know. So yeah, I totally yeah. agree. And and honestly, that's kind of what I was liking about some of your stuff too. Is like uh, it's got it doesn't have the overcompressed stuff. It's not it doesn't sound digital. It sounds uh, natural and raw and but yet but good, you know. And like you said, those Shababa records yeah. and all that, you know, it's kind of a good example to what I to what I heard or the twitching tongues, you know. You can hear that, man. I don't know. So what? I guess what do you kind of identify with as a producer? What kind of sound do you go for? I guess I I don't have a ton of like analog gear, but I I strive for that sound where it just sounds kind of like almost like a band in a room, but you know not quite because honestly, if you're standing and a band's playing in a room, it doesn't sound good unless there's some kind of microphone situation going on. But you know, like that that to me is just what a record should be. I don't think it should just be this like over processed. It shouldn't sound like everything is recorded one at a time, even though maybe it is. Mm -hmm. And like when you hear things that are just super perfect, it, it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't work for me. I want to hear humanity in in the record. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Yeah. Um, I guess jumping into some some nails now, because uh, that's kind of where I I learned about you, learned about you know all your other bands from uh, from nails. You know, it was was my, it was my favorite record that came out last year. You know, obviously amongst a lot oh. of other yeah a lot of other people's. How does that feel, man? Just after having such a you know amazing year last year, you guys you know feeling pretty good at this point. Oh yeah, I mean it's honestly it's the easiest band that I do. Everything is just smooth and and like having that kind of reception was was really unbelievable and definitely a milestone for me just playing mosh parts. Right, man. And different ways. Um, how did nails come together in the beginning? I don't know if I actually know where you how you guys started um well todd kind of had this vision in his head from like 2007 or so and uh we actually talked around then and he he wanted to like make it real and he lived in oxnard and i live in la and it it, it was just easier for him to have like a local guy and this uh this dude tom hogan played drums on the actual first recording mm. and they played like 10 or so shows and then he asked if I would play drums because he wanted to get kind of a little tighter. Tom is awesome though. He played drums in, in a band called 108 and uh, he, he's done some, some some other stuff, but I think Todd wanted to get a little more technical and we did some demoing and it just kind of, and then like what became on Silent Death happened. And uh, yeah, it just kind of, it, it was easy even then too. It was just natural. We just wrote songs and uh, added more blasting to, to his like kind of Japanese punk uh, <laughs> vision for the band. And uh, just kind of, it just kind of happened. And because it like more mosh parts ended up happening because I was there and every time he would play one, I'd be like, Oh man, that should, that should happen. <laughs> and right. Over time, it just became a thing where it was like, okay, let's go as fast and as crazy as we can then. And, and that was it. We just, I strive to be the uh, most extreme, but 
simple and abrasive thing we, we could. Yeah, I was going to kind of ask off that a little bit, you know, because to my ears, you know, like with the Unsilent Death, you guys started somewhere maybe somewhat rooted in, in hardcore, you know, even though it was more of a, you know, the extreme end of hardcore. And then the progression and the path kind of to, to you'll never be one of us. It's, you know, it just seems to get a little bit more extreme and maybe, I don't know if a little bit more metal is the right word, but, you know, more blasting, like you said, more double bass, you know, all that kind of stuff. Was that something that you, uh, a conscious thing you guys wanted to do was go in that direction or was it just a matter of just upping it every time? Uh, you know, the only reason to, to write a record is to write one better than the one before it. And it was just kind of the natural thing that we had to do. But it was like if we were going to top the extremity, we had to be more extreme every time. And and then what happened happened. I guess it, it was conscious in that way, but it wasn't like, oh, metal people like us, we need to go more metal or something like that. You mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. It was just what, what needed to happen. Right. It's cool, though, because it seems like it bridges a gap kind of like with between like the hardcore metal kind of crowd, you know, kind of like a, you know, like a full of hell, full of hell band or or you know, like Hate Breed used to do, you know, it just seems like people are, are gra- grabbing onto it from different uh, genres, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, awesome. I, I agree. And, uh, you know, like with all that extra double bass and everything, it just it seemed like you it seemed like you upped your game, or maybe you didn't up your game, but uh, everything just seemed faster and even tighter and just more blasting throughout it. Is that just, you know, did you progress as a drummer or did you just want to throw everything at it? Uh, I think I... I- I'd say I progressed as a drummer. I think actually Kurt, uh, when we did the first one, he he kind of noted that maybe I needed to hit a little harder. And then we did the second record with him, Ben Olish, and he was like, "Oh, you seems like you're hitting harder." <laughs> and then and then I kind of like I would say a band all life. I wouldn't call it sloppy, but I'd say my drumming's a little loose on it. And you know, listening to that over time, I was like, "Okay, I don't want that anymore." So I took the hard hitting and got rid of the looseness, and then you know, and the songs just kind of were the songs I had. I played what I what what needed to be played. It wasn't like a oh, I need to be more technical or anything. I was just like, okay, well, this is how it goes, and I need to be able to play it, and that was it. Right. I mean, how important is the drums? Like, or where do they fit in the writing process? Because I mean, Nails is a pretty uh, you know percussive kind of band where it's just like it's about the rhythm and 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 the heavy hitting parts and all that is it where do those drums fall into place like with the writing and everything um i would say that when todd brings a riff in at this point he's got some idea of what to do and maybe i'll have another 30 40 percent of ideas to toss on top of that and and then you know like when we're writing a song structurally like we'll kind of know okay well there's going to be a fast part here and a fast part here we need to go mid-tempo here and i guess it's not really like it's really not the drumming so much as the songs, you know, I, I don't know how to put it to words really. It's just, we just kind of know what needs to go where. And it's really more about the guitars. Mm. I would say it's like what the guitars are doing it. Like I, I need to, to work to that more than anything. Cause bottom line is metal is guitar music. Mm-hmm. And so what he's playing is what people are really paying attention to. Unless there's a bunch of drummers in the crowd going, Oh, whoa. Something like that, but that, yeah. you know, there's not a lot of drummers in the world. No, I hear you, man. I, I'll tell you though, it does stand out, and like especially on, I really noticed that in the last album, it you could just tell, man, it was more of a a highlight to me. But um, 
well, I guess got to awesome. I got to ask too just man with the like you said, you know, with you with the mosh parts and all that. I don't know how much influence you have with all that, but I, I feel like Nails just I don't want to say nails it, but uh gets it right with the mosh parts, man. I mean, some bands it comes in and it's your typical breakdown or, you know, it doesn't have a lot of life to it, but I feel like every time it comes in on any Nails record, it's just like the right moment, you know, the right intensity. How do you guys how do you guys manage to nail those breakdowns so well i think it just comes from what we like and you know what what we're influenced by like like napalm death or or brutal truth or something that wouldn't have this like if they were going to go into a mosh part it wouldn't be this like stock like build up hi-hat or like oh here's the riff first Mm -hmm. and then okay now here's the riff with the whole band or like or you know and i think that half the time it's not even the riff but there's like a you know a really strong key change that makes the riff hit that much harder or and we also don't overplay things like the mosh parts are short and you want to hear it again like right after you hear it instead of like just the same open open one mosh part or something like that yeah there's there's a lot of factors that go into it but it's definitely yeah like i think that restraint is a lot of it for sure and that like you kind of deprive them of it and then when it hits it's just it's just like damn <laughs> there, there it is yeah man for sure so i know you guys just put that one out last year do you guys mess around with any writing yet for the next one or anything uh yeah we've got some ideas floating around and uh we have uh leon from murder construct terrorizer and uh uh Intronaut now playing second guitar and he's already floating ideas in and awesome. i think um something will happen but it definitely takes us longer than the average band to write a shorter record than the average band <laughs> but well, it's not because we're lazy it's i think because we're meticulous even though the songs are a minute long right well whatever you're doing is obviously working man is it i just hope it doesn't take three years again because uh definitely we'll be ready for something new <laughs> yeah i think we're gonna you know we want to we wanted to pump something out faster then too, because we, you know, nuclear blast was on board like two years before we ended up having a record. Okay. And we were excited to get something out, but, and you know, now this, you know, this has a lot of, uh, push and I think we need to follow up quick, but you know, we'll, we'll see It's It's never about deadlines for us. It's about, is the record ready? Right. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, you you can hear that. Cause we're not the band that needs to tour, you know, we're, we play when when there's a call for it right well before we uh finish i wanted to touch on uh your other band twitching tongues too this is it's a newer thing for me i heard you guys well i shouldn't say that i did hear it when uh disharmony came out and uh when Mm -hmm. it came out i think it was 2015 yeah yeah you know i remember listening to it because i heard i heard some people talking it up a little bit and i i'll be honest at the time I, i couldn't get into it i just didn't really understand it really didn't hit at the right moment or something and then and yeah, then, we get uh, that a lot. Yeah, but then you know, a couple of weeks ago, for whatever reason, I don't even know why, I hit play on it again, and this time I couldn't stop it. I went and listened to everything you guys put out before that. You know, listened to it a bunch of times, and it's like it was a total 180. And then I was just looking around online. It just kind of seems like that's with a lot of people. Either it's a love or hate kind of thing. It's such a unique sound. You know, do you, do you hear that a lot too? Yeah, it's been kind of following us since the beginning. And there's yeah, there's not really like. There's not really a middle ground. It's like people either hate it and they want to talk about how much they hate it or people love it and they want to talk about how much they love it. And I've never heard, yeah, this is just okay. Right. Dude, this is fucking awful. This is the worst thing I've ever heard. Why does this person think he can sing? Or 
oh my god this is amazing how am i hearing this for the first time and i don't i don't know what to do with that or what to think of it but you know we like writing the songs and we're just going to keep doing it well i mean i think it's awesome I mean, it shows that you guys are doing something different and you know whenever you have a band like that that's usually bands that kind of do something special you know you people who love it or hate it and it's cool man and your brother uh colin's vocals i mean they are they're they're wild they're different but to me that's what's so that's what i mean that's what drew me in this time it was you know on top of everything else that's great about it but it's definitely the unique factor that kind of gives it a, that special twist how, how did it kind of what, what's the goal with this band like what were you guys trying to do with the sound and all that um well when we started uh, in like 2010 it was just kind of like well let's start a band where it's me and you kind of you know that's the backbone so that you know we can all we could just always be a band that was the first thing and then the second thing was like well let's see if you can sing because we didn't we didn't really know and we just did the demo you know just to see if we could and we ended up really having a great time and and the main influences were like a lot of like new england uh stuff with clean vocals like sam black church and uh only living witness and stuff like that but blended with like typo negative and other kind of heavy but melodic things but not in like a happy melodic way Mm -hmm. you know and uh over time we just kind of got heavier and heavier and, and it made it us to be more of a twist because the more like and the risk got harder and it was like it, it just found it kind of interesting to us to have like this you know kind of blue riff with like a sad melody or whatever something like that yeah because it's cool you guys got the backing of metal blade for this you got nuclear blast for for nails i mean it's got to be feeling pretty good to have two monster metal labels behind you we're definitely doing all right and zero complaints about things 